What is going on everybody? So being about 100 degrees this weekend, what's better than a conversation about some ice climbing? Well this is episode number 4 of the Wicked Climber cast, an unexpected conversation with Patrick Cook. We met on the Rumney Climbing Partners Facebook page and the first thing he said to me in the parking lot was, hey man, I'm excited to start sport climbing more so I don't have to worry about dying. Maybe that's a little too real. Maybe it's not the best way to introduce yourself to somebody, but we got through it. Anyways, we were BSing, waiting for the main cliff to go into the shade, and decided to take out the mics for a little bit. Uh, I did try to edit this episode as much as I could to try to hide my lack of knowledge, or ignorance of ice climbing for that matter, and then I realized it was down to about two to three minutes. Uh, I don't really ice climb yet, but I do give you ice climbers a ton of credit. Anyways, without further ado, Patrick Cook. Alright, let's get right into it. I'm here with uh, Patrick Cook. Where are we, Patrick? Uh, we're sitting at the main cliff here at Rumney, uh, enjoying the last of the crisp days before more rain. Absolutely. <laughs> and some warmth. Up at the Beat Junkie Ledge. This has been my home for the past month or so. So, anyways, you got to trip coming up right man yeah yeah i'm uh headed out to 10 sleep in july sick uh probably be there for almost two weeks and then tack on a little bit of alpine trad and the sawtooths on the tail end of that yeah um, and then uh i don't know we'll see what the fall yeah. so you're going out for a sport but... climbing trip but yeah. you're bringing your axe ice axes uh we'll need axes it'd be a oh, okay. it'd be um Long multi-pitch trad, kind of alpine trad climbing, yeah. um, like uh, the Elephant's Perch in Idaho. It's like a thousand foot granite dome. Oh, sweet. That's yeah. on the tick list? Yeah. There's a number of routes in the 510, 511 range there, splitter cracks, yeah. perfect granite. Oh, that's rad. Maybe one of the prettiest places I've ever been. All right. Um, so, yeah. Sweet. Now, uh, you were just saying what makes you your favorite type of climbing is ice climbing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, What's, uh, what's home for you? Uh, home for me, so I'll, I live in the Boston area, but really um, New Hampshire is kind of actually my home. My family has a place in North Woodstock, about 15 minutes from Cannon. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a home base for all of my winter adventures. Oh, sweet. I, mean, I could be Cannon in 15 minutes, Crawford Notch stuff in 45, yep. Lake Willoughby in a little over an hour. Um, so it can kind of be at the all the the destinations of northeast ice climbing yep. within an hour and 15 minutes all right and um, what would you tell someone who lives out west who might want to come here to go ice climbing they should do it do it yep. yeah if you live out west I've, I've looked at moving out west and the thing that keeps me in the east is the ice climbing damn and the access to ice climbing i mean i can be at world-class ice climbing venues within two and a half to three hours from where I live in Boston. Yep. And within an hour, well, within 15 minutes yep. of where I am in New Hampshire. Um, the ice is consistent, it's good. There's temperature fluctuations that, yeah, sure, in a, in a given week you could get hosed, but it's unlikely. Yep. And what's awesome is because of those temperature fluctuations, things rebuild, new stuff comes in 
all the time. That is a good point. You were saying earlier how parts of Canada, Canmore, that things never get a chance to rebuild. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, was a... they just get picked out, and it's like climbing yeah. a ladder. It's a pegboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's the season like? Like, when does it start around here? Uh, consistently, I'd say late December. Although the last two years, I've been ice climbing, and and when I say ice climbing, I mean climbing steep ice in November. Yeah. Um, not just alpine gullies, but legitimate water ice four and up in November. Two years ago, my first day out was, I think, November 9th. Damn. And I climbed until Earth Day, so April 22nd. <laughs> I was climbing yep. water ice five on Earth Day. Damn. Uh, in New England. That's rad. Um, so the last two years, I've gotten over 100, uh, 110 days out or something yep. um, on ice. and. I've climbed up to Water Ice 6 here in New England and in Quebec. That's freaking awesome, you know, man. And just Holy getting shit. out, getting after it. This past year, I haven't been working, so it was kind of cheating, but yep. I got almost 50 days with a full-time job Damn. Uh, the winter before. Damn, you know, get so it in. You just, you just get it in and you can make it happen. Yep. And now you're thinking about transferring a little bit over the sport climbing game. Yeah, a little. yeah. It's wild. Um, you know, I think uh, I really want to use this year to focus on movement skills. Yep. Uh, and sport climbing seems like the best, sport climbing and bouldering yep. really seem like the best way to do that in a safe, low stress environment. And then this winter, I really want to start focusing more on mixed climbing. Yep. Um, you know, I've been climbing hard ice, moderate mixed. And I think that's the thing that will open up the most doors for me in winter climbing as well. Yep. And there's, you know, there's good kind of sporty mixed climbing to be done. There's good trad mixed climbing to be done. And, you know, there's good alpine mixed climbing to be yeah, done as well. Absolutely. And kinda, but really, I think spending fewer days hitting the same ice climbs I've done a lot, even though they're good, even though they're hard, and focusing on my technique, focusing on the skills with mixed climbing so I can, you know, I see this as a lifetime pursuit. Yeah, and absolutely. Open up a lifetime's worth of new opportunities. Yep. Now, can you tell us about a little about the uh, you said the the six that you did some rare the rare yeah so the this past this past year was easily my best winter out yep. by far um, and there's really I'd say four climbs that stand out and made it a spectacular winter uh, the first one that I did is this rare route called Valhalla yep it's on Go Back Mountain in northern New Hampshire. Um, I had the opportunity to follow it two winters ago, and um, my partner, George Adams, was, I think, the fifth or sixth person ever to lead it. Damn. Um, and then I got the opportunity this year to lead it, and I, I've been trying to do the math. I'm somewhere between 10th and 12th ever to do it. <laughs> Sick, man. The, the first ascent yeah. was 2001. I saw a few ascents that year, yeah. and then didn't see a, an ascent again until, I think, three seasons ago. All right. And so last year, was it like, did not exist? It didn't even show up? It, so last year, I don't think it came in last year. That's wild. Actually, because I think it was the season before that I had done it, yeah. following it. And it's a climb that I think comes in more often than people think. Uh -huh. But you have a two-hour hike to get to it. At Damn. Least. That's um, the weirdest thing to me. Like, imagine showing up here at Main Cliff right now and and just with a group skunked. and being like, oh, I told, I thought Underdog was here. It's, it's not here <laughs> yeah. now. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, how would you? <laughs> and there's other, I mean, there's other stuff at that crag that's really good and some yeah. even some harder stuff and rarer stuff. But there's also some more consistent stuff that comes in. But I have gone in there 
playing the weather game, thinking, oh, it's a little higher elevation, everything else is kind of crappy, taking the tools for a walk yeah. a few times in there. Um, but that climb, I think, is really special for me because the first ascensionist, John Sykes, he, um, he introduced me to the cliff. He invited me with a group to go in and his, his rationale is like, you're worthy. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so that was really cool. And I've spent probably a dozen days in there over the last three seasons. Yep. And this past winter went in, uh, I know Valhalla had, it was in two weeks before that. It had seen a few ascents. Yep. Um, and we went in, uh, me and Jordan Cargill out of uh, North Conway, younger climber, but really strong, really stoked, great dude. Um, and we both led it. And for me, it was the best flow state I've ever been in in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I described it as it's like the closest like to experiencing perfection uh -huh. that I've ever had. Huh. I was nervous at first, but not like super scared. Not of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do it. I knew I was going to do it. Got on it. I've been climbing for a week, including yeah. some mixed climbing. My biceps oh, flamed yeah. out. 15 feet up, I made a comment, but it's kind of a joking comment about, oh man, I wish my biceps weren't already shot. Yeah. And then after I said that, there were no more thoughts of that. Yep. It was just this perfection of one swing sticks, bump your hand to the upper grip, feet up, feet are even, so your weight is fully on your feet the entire time. It's dead vertical, um, very, very thin at How the bottom. Pitches? It's one pitch. It's, one pitch, it's just yep. one pitch. It's um, 130-ish feet. Damn. And the first 80 feet, it averaged about eight centimeters thick. Okay. Um, so not as thick as our sh your usual shortest screw. No, no. Uh, we had some super stubbies that had been cut off um, to be shorter. We had three super stubbies, six stubbies. Really, we needed six super stubbies and three stubbies. Yeah. And then it gets yeah. fatter up high. It turns into the big column pouring out of a roof. Um, but yeah, after that kind of initial 20 feet, just in the zone yeah and it, it was i think for me it was kind of a culmination of 13 years ice climbing damn and other you know climbed a lot of steep ice and had looked at this climb before and decided not to do it before um and i'm glad i didn't because there was none of that oh i got away with it or yeah like oh that was close or, stars aligned yeah it was yeah. just perfect uh there is a a direct finish above it, but I just stopped where it poured out of the roof because it was the perfect experience. Yep. That's where the first ascent had um, stopped. Um, and I also felt bad for uh, Jordan as the player. He's going to have to use all my sticks, like all the little shallow divots. Oh God, and I yeah. wanted him to be able to have something to on-site yep. because on that thin ice, I didn't think of that. it's less secure yep. to have. Whereas on big fat ice, like hook, hook, hook. Makes sense. Yeah, so I, I kind of felt like, you know what, this has been the perfect experience. Jordan can have the finish, uh, yeah. you know, experience. It, it was awesome. All right. Um, so that was kind of a really a seminal, seminal moment for Valhalla. me as an ice climber. Valhalla, yeah. yeah. Um, the other one in New Hampshire this past winter, it's a route called Omega yep. on, uh, on Cannon. Oh, like, yeah. Again, I had done it before. I had led the first pitch and my partner, George Adams, had led the second pitch. The second pitch is the money pitch in terms of kind of the sex appeal and the yeah. aesthetics. <laughs> but as it turned out, the first pitch is the pitch that's going to kill you. Yeah. It was, <laughs> oh, um, it was uh, when we did it, it had been in for about four days. And it, the first pitch is not super steep, maybe water ice four. But it's very, so it's kind of slabby, crazy thin. 
and almost no pro. Yep. You know, uh, tied off super stubbies or bottomed out super stubbies. And the whole thing was delaminating and falling apart under me. And there's a party right ahead of us. We let, we had to wait for them to finish. And as uh, my friend, it was friends of mine, my friend Cheyenne's going up, he's knocking ice off. And I'm just like, oh, I need that. No, don't knock that off. <laughs> and I did that pitch and brought George up. And he said something like, if you don't do that pitch, I don't think we're climbing this thing. Yeah. Which is a rarity. I mean, George is one of the best ice climbers in New England. He's been doing it for 30 years. He's kind of an under-the-radar crusher, but he's incredible as an ice climber. So to hear that, it's like, oh, yeah, I really got away with it. And I had sworn off leading that pitch ever again. Uh-huh. But this winter, it came in again. And, and, and I was like, oh, we got to go look. Yeah. Um, and I was with a less experienced partner, so it would be all on me to lead it. First pitch was no problem because every, it was thin, but it, the whole slab was bonded ice, so you could stand anywhere. Pro is junk, but you could stand anywhere, so you're never at risk of falling. Yep. You know, it's well within the ability. But the upper pitches were actually pretty thin, so I had to kind of climb from like point to point from where I thought I could like build 10 centimeter V threads to equalize to wrap off if I had to, until I get to the hanging pillar and got some good screws finally. It's like I got this. And yeah. just fired it to the Damn. top um, so the second pitch was much more serious this time around whereas the first pitch was the first time around and then I got to go to Quebec uh, with a, a Quebec climber who I'd never climbed with but I've climbed around a lot he's yep. one of the most experienced guys in New England Sebastian Morin and we went to the Cote Nord um, up near Sept Isles it's shit it's like 12 hours north of my place in New Hampshire yeah uh, we were up Damn. there for a week and we, we climbed a rare classic called Captor de Rive, probably like the fourth or fifth ascent. No way. Um, we got the third ascent of a line just to the right of it. Um, and then we did two water ice sixes that are really just incredible climbs. Uh, Speedy Gonzalez, Valhalla is a six, but it, it's a six because it's so thin. Mm -hmm. Speedy Gonzalez is a six just because it's in your face steep. The, the crux pitch is hanging out over space yeah. on this pillar and sun-baked ice and pulling through mushrooms. Huh. And, um, and again, it's kind of a go see, is it okay kind of thing. And as you're going, it's like, well, that screw's not great, but it's good enough to go a few more feet. Yep. And then the next thing you know, you're like, yeah, I got this. And it's just an incredible experience. But Let Me Low is the gem there as an ice climber. It's like four pitches long has two pitches of water ice six, and the last pitch has a reputation of being either the hardest or the best ice climb you've ever done. <laughs> Sometimes both. Yeah. So, um, and it, 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 I mean, really a long story short, it just was amazing. Yeah. We were scared going into it because we knew the reputation. We knew some hard men who had just been on it or talking about long runouts. I got on that last pitch and I was just, again, like in a flow state, totally in control and getting good gear. And it was just, just perfect. Yeah, yeah, awesome. It's really cool. Good work, man. Now, is there ever a time that you're doing your two-hour hike to get to a ice, uh, to an ice climb, and when you get there, it's like right on the line of being climbable or not? Mm -hmm. How do you go about making that decision? Because uh, you might not get back there for right, two years. Right. You know? So, I tend to be pretty conservative in my decision making on that. I have walked away. Yeah. From. Oh. A I number of king lines that probably were well within my ability, mm -hmm. yep. but it was close enough to the edge uh, that it was like, man, the margin's just not there. Yeah, you know, like I can't get gear for 30 feet, and that's not the best bond no ice. Just like, fuck it. Towards yeah. the end of this season, there's another water ice six there at Go Back deep in a chimney, 
and you have to essentially like kind of like scramble up 100 feet of easy stuff to get deep in this chimney and then the business starts so your blare is so far away and it's water ice six right off the deck yeah. and getting moving up and getting just garbage screws on really fractured thin ice and i just decided my blair's 100 plus feet away like he's not keeping me off the ledge no way and i was just like fuck this <laughs> you know down climbed it and then uh. down climbed out and that's a climb i'd wanted to i'd been on earlier in the year following it a friend had shown it to me and it had been on my radar to like oh i gotta get back and do that and you know, just missed the window. Yeah. Yeah, you know, to do it. Jeez. And you know, even though it's a rare climb, it'll be there. Yeah, for sure. And, and uh, it'll make it that much better. Exactly. It. Yeah. It's the same thing with Valhalla, right? I'm glad I led Valhalla when I led it. Yep. So if I have there's a few climbs in there. That one's called Foxhole Prayer, another route called Jihad, just to the right of Valhalla is another king line. You know, I turned down the opportunity to do it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I, like I got a lifetime of ice climbing out of me. I, I love that place. I'll do that two hour hike. Yep. You know, every weekend. Absolutely. Damn. Nice work, man. Thanks. That's rad. All right, man. Well, I got this other part where I ask uh, three questions. Any more ice climbing comments you got? No, no, I think they didn't cover a lot of it. Yeah. Um, all right. So this part of the show, you uh, pick a question, a number, I'm sorry, pick a number from uh one to 20. So go for it. Uh, 17. 17. Oh, boom. Right off the bat. Here we go. How many times have you pooped in the woods? Oh, man. <sighs> Hundreds. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I worked uh, I worked as a Knowles instructor, so I was leading oh, yeah. month-long backpacking trips. Where'd you do that? In Wyoming? Or? I did. I uh, led a month-long course in Alaska and a two-week course in Wyoming. Oh, and sweet. I've taken a few courses Damn. as a student. I've spent a lot of time in the backcountry, so yeah. Hundreds. Right. I've used uh, many different uh, outdoor pooping techniques, yep. so to speak. All right, all right. Give me another one, another uh, number. Twelve. Twelve. Here we go. This is a good. I like this one. Uh, what's the future hold for you? It's a tough question. That's a tough question. It to is. Throw it on is somebody. tough. You know. I mean, there's. You know, on a personal level, like I'm getting married in a month. Yeah. Uh, which is going to be awesome. And thinking again. about like living, uh, spending my life with Jenny and living and, you know, the house we just bought, which is awesome. I think, you know, I'm a teacher by trade, but I took this year off to travel and climb and haven't found a new job yet. So it's a lot, there's a lot of uncertainty and that's a little daunting, but in a way that's good. You know, I, I need things to keep me fresh. For sure. Um, Spore climbing for sure. More yeah, crack climbing. I like that. Practicing falling. Sounds good to me. In good, safe situations. Yeah. And, uh, and I, think, I think just making the most of the opportunities that I have around me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like that. All right, and one more. We got one more number. Uh, one eight. Eight. All right. What do you consider a perfect day? Not having to get up too early, <laughs> getting outside, do some climbing, getting home, or even better, up to my place in New Hampshire with Jenny and the dog, sitting by the river, having a beer, eating dinner on the porch, you know, kind of like bringing together, finding that balance, right? Yep. Like my love of the out outdoors and climbing, but also the people I love and uh, the places I love. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. 
Oh man, I think we've got some climbing to do. Yeah, it's I think one of so. the best days we've had all spring. There's so. some sending in your future. Anything, uh, we'll see. <laughs> you as well. Yeah, anything else you want to say? No, this is a pleasure, show? man. And where can people find you? Uh, find me throughout the Northeast. <laughs> yeah. Stone them? Yeah, st st <laughs> what's funny is I'm rarely there. Yeah. yeah, ice climbing throughout the Northeast and really throughout North America. It's funny. I get I go to basically any crag in the Northeast. I know people there. Isn't that the best? Yeah, you've it's already so said hi to like eight people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And even people who haven't met me know of me through you know, Facebook friends. I used to do some writing for neice.com. Oh, no. I um, haven't been doing any writing in a while. I probably should get back to that. Yeah. And uh, I have a blog of like, haven't written on in like three years. Yeah. And uh, maybe I'll get back to that. Um, so uh, actually, if people want to check out the writing, uh, it's uh, takingthesharpend.wordpress.com. All right. Takingthesharpend.wordpress.com. All right. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Patrick. Well, thanks yeah. for being on the Wicked Climber podcast. I love it. Yeah, right, man. Let's do it. All right. Patrick is a pretty badass dude. Since this episode, him and his now wife, Jenny, got married. Big congrats to them. A quick little wrap-up of the climbs he completed were Valhalla, Omega, Speedy Gonzales, Captor Derive, and Lemmy Low. I hope I pronounced all those correctly. Uh, for people like me who don't know much about ice climbing, Water Ice 6 is defined per alpinist.com as a full rope length of nearly 90 degree ice with no rest and highly technical. They have Water Ice 8 dubbed as under discussion. Whatever that means. Uh, anyways, thank you all for listening. And as Patrick says, uh, for him, finding the balance is what makes a perfect day.